Hey everyone, it's Mimi on Be Heard, Women Empowering Women. And today I have a repeat guest, Alicia Capani. And we had such a great conversation last time, I had to have her come back. And Alicia is a quantum health coach and a holistic health practitioner. And she uses her own experience and intuition to guide clients so they can heal. And they also can receive insight and resources that they need to keep their healing going. Welcome, Alicia. Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me again. Oh, I'm so thrilled to have you. Um, so we were going to talk today about the seven planes of existence, which I really didn't know about it until you mentioned it on one of your websites. And so we're going to talk about that. And um, what do you, where do you want to start with that? Explain what they are, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll start with that because a lot of people confuse dimensions and planes and think that they're the same thing. And apparently they're not the same thing. So the seven planes of existence, they all exist right here, right now, where we are. So it's not like you need to go to some separate place to then access a different plane. They're all accessible right here. Mm -hmm. So the seven planes are the first plane, which is like non-organic matter. So this is like soil, minerals, things like that. The second plane is organic matter. So this is like plants, that type of thing. Third plane is where humans and animals exist. So that's, you know, where we are. Yes. And then the fourth plane is where your souls go after you pass, apparently. Ah. Okay. And unless you're like a master soul, you would actually go to the fifth plane. So the fifth plane is master souls, angels, your soul family, that type thing. So and, let's stop you on four okay. on uh, the place you go after you die. Mm -hmm. That's sort of like a Buddhist uh, belief, isn't it? The um, you know what? I'm not sure. I learned all this from Theta Healing, and Theta Healing isn't religious. No. Most religions actually are created in the fifth plane. That plane is all about duality and like heaven, hell, good, bad. Yes. So like that's where like you know. Uh, yeah, like all the gods off. that you think that you've been praying to would be in the fifth plane actually okay all right go on so we're now yeah. six. the sixth plane is the laws so these are the laws that i mean you've probably heard of most of them like the law of gravity the law of electricity but there's so many laws there's like the law of compassion that's actually the highest law right before you go to the seventh plane um, there's the law of witness. There's like so many law of karma. Like there's so many different laws. They're all in the sixth plane. Wow. Okay. And then there's the seventh plane, which is creation energy. It's where all the other planes were created from. It's where mm -hmm. everything is created from. It's just pure creation energy. So you can call it creator. You could call it God. If you want to, you could call it universal source consciousness, creator consciousness, pure love, pure mm -hmm. energy, whatever you want to call it, wherever you believe everything's created from, mm -hmm. that's the seventh plane of existence. Gotcha. I uh, was very blessed 20 years ago to find Unity of the Palm Beaches. And uh, Unity Worldwide puts out a booklet called The Daily Word. And a lot of people are familiar with The Daily Word, but they don't know anything about the source of it. 
and they too do not um, act like a religion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my minister in particular, he will say to us, God is not the big guy in the sky. He says that all the time. Mm-hmm. And he talks about a lot of these things that you just mentioned, which is why I love going there. Mm-hmm. And um, also at the beginning of the service, we do a meditation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're in the process of rebranding that we're not a church we're not a religion, we're a spiritual community. Uh-huh. So yes. this is really interesting to me. Um, yeah. So let's talk about, where do you want to go next? You guys. Yeah, me. maybe we should talk actually a little bit about the fifth plane because you were just talking about religions. So yes. a lot of the time when people are praying to their God, they are usually connecting with the fifth plane or they're not really connecting with anyone or anything. And then they're wondering why their prayers are not being answered. Mm -hmm. Um, So with theta healing, which is where I learned all of this stuff, you're connecting with the seventh plane. So you're connecting with creation energy, like what created everything. So when you're asking for things in the seventh plane, you get them. Unless of course you have limiting beliefs in the way, or it's going to harm another person or go against someone's free will. And how do you ask? How do you ask? There's a way. There's a way. So it has to be a command and it depends on exactly what you're asking for. Anyone that wants to learn about this can read the Theta Healing books. There's so many. You can just read the first mm-hmm. one. I think but, you call it an affirmation or an intention in our community. Yeah. But you specifically have to say, creator of all that is, I command whatever. And then you have to say, thank you. It is done. It is done. It is done. Exactly. It's, yeah. Ours is similar. Yeah, is it? Very, okay. similar, very similar. Um, the law of attraction. And yeah. um, there was um, a book and a movie about uh, that, the law of attraction. I can't, maybe that was saying the book. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, uh, I believe that. I really do. And I, I was raised Catholic. And oh, God. All of these organized religions are terrible because. <laughs> the standards and the rules and the things that they put forward get rid of your authentic self in a way they erode who you are and they make you feel guilty and shamed yes my opinion (laughs) yeah and that duality of like right wrong good bad heaven hell like those beliefs are a lot of the times the reasons I see people aren't healing or things like that they're like no I have to suffer first mm-hmm. for me to be able to do this this and that so once we clear that belief then like so much opens up for them but it's like usually yeah. something from their religion that they just sure. truly believe they have to suffer well the thing too is um feelings of guilt and shame would i imagine produce more stress hormones mm-hmm. and it's been proven that stress increases and causes certain illnesses yes yeah, I, yeah, it's very important to mention that because most people will shame themselves and make themselves feel guilty about something because then they think they're going to make a better choice in the future. And they mm-hmm. think if they don't shame themselves or make themselves wrong, <laughs> they'll do this thing again. But yeah. it's actually it's actually the opposite. If you shame yourself, now you're in this really low consciousness of shame where it's very hard for you to do something different. You have to force yourself. You have to be very aware. You have to be very conscious not to do that again. 
versus you are very forgiving with yourself and you're like, it's okay that you did this thing. And now you're in the consciousness of self-love. You naturally do self-love, I sorry, self-nurturing things. And now it's hard and you don't have to think about it. You don't have to try to not behave your anymore. Um, This is a little funny, but I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania. And they always used to say in Scranton, as far as drinking is concerned, alcohol, um, you're either in a bar or you're in an AA meeting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I found that to be true. And uh, so 34 years ago, 33, 33 years ago, I got sober. And the reason I bring that up is I had been self-medicating for 20 years and uh, not knowing that that's what I was doing, you know. And when I finally got my mind clear, what I liked about AA and the big book is they had those 12 steps. And if you ever, when you look at them, you know, there is a part in there where you list all your resentments, yes. right? Where you make amends to people you feel you've harmed. Yeah. And those are things that get rid of guilt and shame. Right? Exactly. In Theta Healing, that's one of the biggest things we do is clear regrets, resentment, rejection, and mm-hmm. revenge. The yes. four R's, it's yes. very huge. And, and the thing of it is there's been a lot of books written in history about Uh, different types of spirituality and religion and um, one of the things in the big book says um, you don't have to um, be in a 12-step program but you do have to be in a spiritual program of some kind Mm -hmm. and I like that because that's what they're talking about Um, they're not going to set themselves up as oh we're the only you know way to get free right but Yeah, I think those steps are very helpful. And then, of course, I went to therapy, which again, you're talking to somebody about your feelings and your hurts and your, you know, regrets. And again, you're getting out out of your system. Mm -hmm. Yes. uh, Talk therapy. Yeah. And everyone I've met that's actually gone through the 12-step program, I just can connect with them so well because they see life the exact same way as me which is weird I didn't go through the 12-step program so I always tell people that like I believe there's one truth and like we all know the same truth and we might just word it in different ways and when we clear all the limiting beliefs that we've been taught that are just not true we would all know the same thing we would all believe the same thing know the same thing there's only one yeah yeah not theology but philosophy so spirituality is more philosophy-based um, think ways of thinking. And um, Course in Miracles, did you ever read that? Yeah, yeah. Course in Miracles and the Big Book of AA are very similar in their message. Yes. Yes, they really, are. They really yeah. are. And again, it is about not holding those negative feelings and, and trying to get a better understanding of the, of the world, which right now is a little crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, all that guilt, shame, duality stuff is is fifth plane beliefs. Boiling over, right? So most people, I think, um, are in that mental plane mm-hmm. more than a spiritual plane. Most mm-hmm. people yeah, yeah, yeah. think about that, Alicia. 
Um, yeah, I think that we all have access to all the planes and we all have access to the seventh plane because we were created from the seventh plane. Yeah. It's just, we haven't been taught how to consciously access it to manifest and create in your life. It's already yeah. creating in your life all the time. Yeah. Your beliefs are creating your reality, the programming, your state of consciousness. It's already creating your reality. It's just about how do you learn to consciously change your beliefs and your consciousness. So you're creating consciously and actually connecting with the seventh plane consciously because you're everyone's already connected, whether you're aware of it or not. That's where you were created from. Yeah. So you're you are your brain um, is the lens through which you see the world. Mm. And if you stay in the brain all the time, you are not getting a clear picture, I believe. Like you have to drop down, get out of your brain, like mm-hmm. drop down. That's why meditation is so effective, right? Yes. Yeah. I always say your mind only knows what it's been taught. That's it. So it can't know everything. So when people say like, make a logical decision, make a decision from your mind, think about it. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. actually limiting. When you drop into your heart and the wisdom of your heart, you have more awareness. You know things that your mind doesn't know that you haven't been taught that exist, you just haven't been taught. So you don't know. And that's the fourth claim, right? That's like intuition and, um, in, no, I say, yeah, I think so a little bit. Cause it's uh, your awareness, no. You know what? I actually don't know where your intuition would lie. Like, I, I think that Buddhic plane, I'm pronouncing it properly, Buddhic. Then the fifth plane. That's the, the fifth plane. I'm pretty sure is where your higher self is. I'm going to have to double okay. check. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, but your higher self would have a different message for you than mm-hmm. the creator. We actually took this class. Um, it's called You and the Creator, where you ask the creator a question, you ask the higher self a question, you ask your angels the same question. Mm-hmm. And you get a different you get a different answer from every single one of them. They all have a different approach because the angels are in the fifth plane. Mm-hmm. Your higher self kind of wants it's not like they want you to suffer, but they're like they think you'll learn faster through having the experience. Versus the creator is like, you don't have to suffer to have the learnings. I can just download the learnings for you. I had an empath on a few months ago, and mm-hmm. she did a short reading of me, and. Um, she said, oh my, she said, there's a lot of darkness. Now she hadn't read my book yet. She says, there's a lot of darkness there. And I see a lot of people around you. And I'm not sure if they're ghosts or if they're angels. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, I think they're angels. Because mm-hmm. people have been trying to kill me from before I was born. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, no, seriously, my mother tried to, to miscarry on purpose. And then she then she left me a note telling me that after she died. I thought, what the heck? <laughs> you know, very, very cool. But um so yeah, I, I think I had to have some protection around me. A lot of things that happened to me, abusive men, yeah. car accidents, just a lot of things that I might have died and I didn't die. Yeah, totally, you know? yeah. Yeah. And I really I do believe in angels, absolutely. Oh yeah. I asked the creator to to send me my angels. A lot of people will just go straight to the fifth plane and try to connect with their angels that way. But in Theta Healing, we're taught, go to the seventh plane to ask for every other healing from the other plane. Because then you know you're getting the actual angel you're asking for. Because mm-hmm. some people feel like calling on Arch- Archangel Michael and then an entity will come in and pretend to be Archangel Michael. 
things like that. Yeah. So you have to ask the creator to send the angels and then, you know, Ah, so there's like, there's like uh, bad actors everywhere, even in the spiritual realm. Yeah. Yeah. There's entities, but you can easily send entities away in Theta Healing. They teach you a command. That's something you don't need anyone's permission to do because they were supposed to go to the fourth plane after they died, but they just didn't. They chose to stick around and now they're taking energy from other people. So they're not meant to be here. So we can actually easily command that once you have awareness that someone has an entity attached to them, there's just a really easy command that you ask the creator to send them to the seventh plane. There's a story and it's a Buddhist story and it's about someone that died and, um, he was supposed to enter into the highest plane, you know, and he could still feel all the pain and injustice in the world and he opted not to go. Mm -hmm. That always makes an impression on me, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, that's that's amazing. Yeah, he chose to stay. Yeah, he chose to stay, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Theta Healing, T H. TA. Explain that a little bit. Yeah, so Theta Healing is where you're connecting with the seventh plane and creation energy. And when you do that, you immediately come into a Theta brainwave state, which is a very slow brainwave state. It's the state that you're in for the first seven years of your life where you're very susceptible to programming. So it's Mm. so easy when you're in that state to clear limiting beliefs and download new beliefs and programs that would be very helpful for you to now you're running on this new program of, I know I'm worthy of love, for example. It's literally just a program that we can give you when you're in a theta brainwave state. And the reason I like theta healing so much is because the client doesn't need to know how to get into a theta brainwave state. Like with hypnosis, you know how you have to get Mm -hmm. them into the slower brainwave state and reprogram their subconscious mind. I used to do hypnosis and they couldn't get me to relax and they couldn't get me into a state where they could program my subconscious mind. Yeah, I, I can't either. Yeah. Can't be hypnotized. That's so why I like how, Theta How do you get them into that state? How did they get so there? So when you connect to the seventh plane, so let's say I'm the practitioner and I connect with the seventh plane, there's a way to do it. It's called the roadmap. It's in the book. You can also find it on YouTube. It's essentially bringing mother earth energy up through your feet, through all your chakras above your head. There's like a ball. You see yourself in this ball of light. And then you bring yourself through through all the layers of the universe up to the seventh plane. That's essentially the roadmap on how you get there. Mm -hmm. You're already like connecting to the seventh plane here, but that's how you know I'm connected to the seventh plane. And the practitioner is the one that's going to guide you into that. So the the client doesn't even have to do that at all. Only the practitioner does that. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm in the seventh plane, I just need your permission to connect with you in the seventh plane because you also have seventh plane energy that's where you were created Mm -hmm. so i can just connect with your seventh plane energy in the seventh plane i don't you don't need to actually know how to get there that's good that's yeah because i have i have like um memory loss from five years old to i'd say 12 which Mm -hmm. is a big chunk of time because something traumatic happened to me at five and also the family was very dysfunctional, alcoholic father, cold mother. Well, you could tell she's cold by my miscarriage yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that. Oh, people read my book and they go, I don't like your mother. I go, well, she don't like me. So I... <laughs> anyway, why bring that up? 
is, um, so I did have a psychiatrist once that was going to hypnotize me. <clears throat> and he tried, he said, you're one of those people that can't be hypnotized. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because I don't let my guard down because I do have like PTSD things. I don't know. But then he said to me, which is interesting, mm -hmm. your brain protects you from things. And if it doesn't want you to remember those seven years, it's mm -hmm. probably best you don't. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, and yes. when he said that to me, I said, hmm, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you have a website, correct? Yes, I do. And what's available on your website? Do you have that? Um, yeah, I have like DIY courses that people can take on their own just to learn this. I have two. One is called How to Align with Your Natural State of Unconditional Love. Mm. And then the other one is called How to Save Yourself from Heartbreak, actually. So oh. it's not what you think it is. It's not about like, oh, close yourself off, don't date. It's actually connect with your wisdom to know the qualities of your person because you can actually know that right now. So that you're dating with intention and clarity and like there's no reason for you to ever get heartbroken again if every time you meet someone, you immediately know they're not my person. My wisdom's making it very clear. Oh. Then you can still choose to date them if you want to just, you know, to enjoy. But you you literally have a choice to never go through heartbreak again. So that's what that course is I about. I could have used that like that when I was 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I did it the hard way. <laughs> Most people but, do it the hard way. Yeah. yeah. I know. Well, so many things I could ask you about. So the uh, courses um, you have on there, and do you have like a blog? Do you have articles you write or anything? I don't write blogs, but I do got my YouTube channel and Instagram okay. where I, I I prefer video clips rather than writing. So that's, yes. yeah, I don't have a blog yeah. or a vlog, just YouTube channel, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Right. That's where find videos yeah. for me. so people yeah. that want to find you they can just type in your name probably yes aliciacapani.com and my handles on all the other accounts are my name alicia capani so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i'm kind of mimi and the 16 year old boys know that <laughs> <laughs> that's a private joke we'll tell you later <laughs> anyway it's about reaching people you don't think you're gonna care about it but they do care about things um so you at one point suffered from severe depression, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And yes. For about five years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just trying everything to heal. Nothing was working until I found mind body medicine, which is all about welcoming your emotions, embracing your emotions instead of, you know, trying to change them, reject them, make them go away. So once I started doing that is when I really started healing. Cause like people always say what you resist persists. So even though I was trying to heal for the longest time, I was still doing it like with resistance. Like, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to have this experience. So mm -hmm. nothing was working for me until I found mind-body medicine. Yeah. Um, I still get triggered. You know, people talk about triggers and um, you never know what's going to trigger you sometimes. And even if you're like myself, living a spiritual life and sober and, and meditating doing all these things and working on myself something from my childhood who knows what it is and I get triggered so I used to be very reactive so mm -hmm. I'm upset and I would react yeah which was the wrong <laughs> not correct thing to do so now what I do is when I'm triggered I do what you just were talking about I sit there and I 
feel the feeling and I think about, okay, why are you feeling that way? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's usually the same things. One of them is abandonment. So that goes back to childhood. Mm -hmm. Another one is um, feeling less than. So Mm -hmm. I feel disrespected by the person or whatever. And again, that takes me back to those old beliefs that they're still specks of them in me. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. yeah. Yeah. And so the approach that you have been using and the same approach I used to heal was like, feel it to heal it kind of thing. Like once I get triggered, okay, now I know I'm carrying some more abandonment wounds, some more shame, unworthiness. Thank you for showing me. Now I will receive it and I will welcome what I'm feeling. Um, With theta healing, that's actually another approach where you don't have to feel it to heal it. You actually get to the root belief on why do you believe you're unworthy in the first place? Where did it start? the childhood past life wherever mm-hmm. and then you just change the belief and then the energy isn't there anymore so it's actually an even faster way than the way i've been doing my work so far which is why i've been spending so much time learning theta healing because it's very similar and they're both important and they both connect but if if i can find a faster way to move through shame especially i find shame is one of those ones that's like so many layers to it you know mm-hmm. versus Find out why you're shaming yourself in the first place. Why do you think it's serving you in the first place? Right. Just change that belief when you're in a theta brainwave state. It's it's so much faster. Yeah. I had a lot of anger. I still have some anger and it's mostly Mm -hmm. from um, being held back by my parents, by the men in my life and not able to do what I wanted to do. So it made me angry. And, um, to this day, it's like the only time I cry is when I'm angry. Like, um, really? Yeah, so that's some work I have to do yet. Um, I can watch a sad movie, my husband's crying, and I'm over there going, oh, yeah, it's sad. <laughs> you know, but if I get upset about something where I'm triggered with feeling abandonments or um, you're not on my side or underestimated or disrespected if I get angry then I cry like okay right yeah that does and with people that are listening to this that are carrying anger and resentment Mm -hmm. one of the what something that really helps to heal it is when you receive the learnings from that experience because if you're Mm -hmm. unwilling to receive what you learned from that experience you're going to hold on to the resentment you're not ready to let go yet you're like nope nope but if you're like, okay, I guess I did learn how to honor myself and yeah. all these things, then you're already just starting to release it because you're you're receiving the experience instead of rejecting the experience. Yeah. And a lot of that. Now, did I send you a copy of my first book? Yes, you did. Oh, yeah. okay. Did you read it? No. Um, my mom is reading it right now. Actually. Your mom? I bet she's loving it, right? Because she's yeah. older. Oh, yeah. good. She enjoying the book? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Hold on. You got to read it. Well, that's it. Tell her leave me a review on Amazon. You don't have to have actually bought the book to leave a review. And um, yeah, a lot of that gets covered in there. And I do know <clears throat> the things that happened or were presented to me were lessons. At the time, it didn't feel like a lesson. It felt like punishment and, you know, torment. You yeah, know. yeah. But uh, it's a long road. But it's so nice, I think, today more people know about things like theta healing 
and the seven planes of meditation. You're my voice. That's why I'm in voice therapy. I'm having problems with my voice, vocal cords. Yeah, I'll fix it. Be fine. Well, this is another, I'm telling you, this is so great. <clears throat> in a couple months, I'll have to have you on again yeah. because there's so many topics that we can talk about, right, Alicia? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'd love All to. All right. And I'm so, I've told to hear your mother's enjoying the book. <laughs> All right. So, everybody, <clears throat> you can just type in Alicia's name, Alicia Capani, K A P A N I. And she has the most lovely reels and videos on Instagram and TikTok because I see her all the time. And um, great. This is a great conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Thank you for having me. Oh, I love having you. All right. I'll have you again. Have a great day and take time, everybody, to just sit with your feelings, do a little meditation and have a brighter day. Bye-bye. <laughs>